Welcome to The Pragmatic Pagan, Season 2. This podcast explores an inclusive pagan path via science-based witchcraft, no deities included. With a focus on nature and energy, this spiritual practice is centered on lunar tides and seasonal cycles. Here in Season 2, we take things up a notch and dig deeper into the skills needed to connect with the energy around you. You can join me on Patreon for ways to stay connected and in tune to the universe. And we can stay connected when you follow me on Patreon or social media. Links in the bio. Merry meet all. This podcast is recorded on the unceded and stolen lands of the Duwamish people. But more broadly, I want to acknowledge that this land belongs to the Coast Salish people and many other tribes that make their home here, past, present, and future. Consider the land on which you are residing today and honor with gratitude the land itself and the original spiritual guides and stewards of these lands. The Pragmatic Pagan participates in real rent Duwamish as a way to justly compensate for the land that was stolen through violence and broken land treaties. I encourage you to look into and participate in real rent programs that support indigenous communities in your area. Mary Meet to our guests today, Jonathan Quant and Nameless, are here to share more about Between the Veils Con. This virtual event is being hosted this month, May 21st, 22nd, and 23rd, and has some great presenters and speakers, including Starhawk, who will be the keynote speaker on Saturday. As many of you know, Starhawk is the co-author of our current book club, The Twelve Wild Swans, making this a great opportunity for listeners not only to hear Starhawk speak, but also to connect with like-minded folk, because Between the Veils is not just a great pagan witch con, it is also a community. So let's hear from our guests. First, I would love to have each of you briefly introduce yourself, maybe how you define your practice, and how you found yourself as part of Between the Veils. All right. Um, Thank you for having me. Um, So my name is Jonathan Quant, and I am the president of Between the Veils, uh, the board president. I joined the board in 2020, so last year, shortly after the last PantheaCon. And one of the reasons why I came to the board was to make sure that there was some representation of people of color, queer folks, and particularly um, Thelemites and ceremonial magicians. I'm a, I'm a Thelemite and ceremonial magician, which there was always some sort of representation, but very rarely was there really like systemic support for um, ceremonial magicians and and particularly Thelemites. There's like a, a big fear is not the right word, but a dislike for Aleister Crowley, which I absolutely get. I am a queer man and I am a man of color. I I get that Aleister Crowley is problematic in many ways. The Thelemic community is not the Aleister Crowley community. Just want to say that out loud. And speaking that communities are not representative of their whole, I'm nameless and my community is the Radical Fairies, which started as a gay male feminization 
cult. I don't know what to call them, but right now they're more like an LGBTQ uh, retreat place and chaos magicians. My main practice though is a pan polytheist and my main man is Loki. And I joined Between the Veils earlier this year as treasurer when everybody realized they don't know how to run numbers. So <laughs> I'm here more in an operational front to run Boy, the numbers and get things right. Did we not know how to run numbers before Nameless joined our board? Nameless is a uh, is a lifesaver in so many ways. Well, it's amazing how that practical element is just so important sometimes. So it's wonderful to have such a great diverse board. It's wonderful to have you both here. Can you tell me more about Between the Veils community and why you guys decided to do the Between the Veils con? And you, you guys are calling it the prelude this year, the prelude? Uh, I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So... Between the Veils came about from uh, a number of people who were involved with the Pantheacon community, the former Pantheacon community, um, people who wanted to keep the conversation going about magic and magical communities and pagan communities, but also noticed that there was some definite um, lacking in how people of color were supported, um, particularly Black and Indigenous traditions and peoples, um, Indigenous practices, um, Black diaspora traditions like African traditional religions and hoodoo and voodoo practices, um, and the way that queer and trans folks were represented and supported at Pantheacon and within the wider pagan and magical community. So um, a number of folks got together and were like, hey, we want to start a new conference. We want to center the voices of people of color. We want to center the voices and the magic of queer people and trans people. We want to respect diaspora traditions and indigenous traditions. And we want to make sure that conversations about consent and cultural appropriation are ongoing in the Between the Veils community and in this magic and in our growing and ever expanding magical community. Yeah. So the prelude is the, the first con of Between the Veils. I'm gonna let Nameless take that one. And it's the prelude because we can't meet in person this year. Originally, this conference is supposed to be an in-person event once yearly in February during President's Day weekend. But since we couldn't do it in person, we said, why not? We'll do it online. And we realized we get a lot more diversity if we take this online. We get to have people from India and Ireland presenting. And so we want to continue some of that, but this is mostly going to be an in-person event. And what we want to keep going is the feeling of like a family reunion that you get when you have one event that happens once a year and you can always rely on it. And it motivates me personally to do magic the rest of the year. That's so wonderful to hear and um, all of that, the, the diversity that you guys are trying to bring to the, the magical community, bringing awareness, um, especially for cultural appropriation. I think those things are really important right now um, as we're having just heightened conversations, the awareness is there and sometimes the intent versus impact, you know, there's a lot of well-meaning, well-intended people, um, but the impact just doesn't land. Um, I am excited to hear that this will be an in-person event in the future. I'm assuming you guys sound like you're based out of Central California. I'm assuming it'll probably be in California somewhere, I'm assuming? Are you guys looking um, to have it move? Or are you really thinking California is the place to be for this? 
So for the first couple of years, we want to keep it within San Jose and the greater Bay Area because that's where the community is used to it being. But once those three years are over, we're open to expanding this not only to different places within California, but to, on a national level. That sounds amazing. I know I'm excited to attend. Um, my roots are certainly California, so you know I'll have no problem visiting. Um, I know for a lot of our listeners, this may be their first time attending a pagan con. You know, what can they expect? What's the atmosphere and community like? And are all pagan and witchcraft practices welcome? It sounds like even between the two of you, you have quite a great diversity. Um, but just to, to speak to that, if you could. So yes, everybody's welcome. So long as you uphold our community agreements, which kind of boil down to don't be an asshole, <laughs> you are welcome to come. And one of the things that I want for people to come to be, I want them to be newcomers because that's how I got involved in magic was going to PantheaCon for the first time and meeting my community there. So this is kind of the best way for a new person who's pagan or witchy or thinking about an earth-based spiritual practice to actually explore their options. That sounds like a lot of our listeners. So I hope you guys are listening in on what Nameless is saying here and dropping down. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about tickets here later on, but I also uh, just want to speak to this being a virtual event and you guys have done some really great design in this. Um, I guess first, is this an on-camera event for attendees? And if so, is there like a dress code? I saw some really cool wearable merch on your Between the Veils Etsy. So, you know, are we encouraging some uh, wearing of some some merch or or how does how does that all go down? Um, that's a really good question. And actually a reminder that I need to buy uh, some Between the Veils uh, clothing because I really like the design a lot. Um, we, we're encouraging on camera as much as possible. There's no rules. Um, I'm, a, I'm a teacher when I'm not here. So um, uh, I teach, with, uh, I teach uh, across Los Angeles and Southern California. And one of the things that I do is I encourage students, if you want to be on camera, we want to see you and be present with you. But we know that not everybody has a camera. Um, being on camera can be an accessibility issue for some folks. Um, so if you if you don't want to be on camera, if you are camera shy, for lack of a better word, we're, we're not forcing anyone to do anything. We want everyone to come at whatever comfort level that they that they can and that they have. Um, and we want everyone to dress in whatever makes them feel the most magical, um, whatever that means for them. Um, if you are somebody that really wants to be skyclad on camera, that is your jam. We want you to know that there are people from a variety of ages um, online and that one of our community agreements is consent and that everybody is consenting to be present and consenting to whether or not they want to experience everybody in different states of dress or undress. I personally am going to be wearing a vest and top hat. So it sounds like you get to kind of just bring your natural self to this, to this space um, and just be aware that some people may be bringing all of their natural self to that space. Um, again, uh, with that consent when you sign up and have a ticket. Um, so this event is three days packed full of amazing speakers and presenters. And I know I have so many favorites and it'll be really hard to pick, especially because I'll be on the vendor floor Saturday. Um, but what's the policy of moving around between speakers? Should we pick one and settle? Or, or is it okay to like move around between rooms and catch a little of both? You should never feel stuck in a presentation that is not feeling right for you. You should feel free to move around as much as you want, especially in an online conference. That's what makes moving around so easy is that it's just one Zoom link or another. 
and it's not going to impact the presentation at all. So please feel free to move around. Great. I know I will be um, just trying to catch as much as I can. There's so much great things. Um, speaking of which, I'm so glad to see the anti-racist conversation that's happening on Saturdays with the BIPOC caucus and white allies caucus. I also saw the ticket agreement prohibiting cultural appropriation. It's great to see this conversation more active in the pagan community. In what other ways does Between the Veil Con promote an anti-racist, diverse and inclusive atmosphere? Um, thank you for bringing up the caucus for one thing, that is in particular, uh, we've been, uh, the the Pantheacon community has been putting, has been hosting a, a BIPOC caucus for several years now. Um, and my first, uh, the first time I went to Pantheacon, that was the absolute most important thing for me to find. Uh, I was in line waiting to register and somebody tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, um, we're hosting the queer trans people of color room. You belong there. You should come find us later. And I was like, yes, that is where I need to be. Thank you. Um, and um, so we haven't done a white allies caucus before um, in, in that kind of space. And what's important about that for me is that we are, we hold a space where um, everybody can be involved when talking about particularly this identity work. Um, I don't want to, I don't like the term identity politics because we're not trying to politic this. We're trying to just talk about who we are. Um, for me as a, as a ceremonial magician, that is that base work that we are doing is talking about ourselves and figuring out who we are and our identities um, are that that physical body that we move within and without um, and who is reflected um, th throughout the world and our, the magic that we bring because of our, our DNA, even down to that very level. So the White Allies Caucus is also a place for white folks to be with one another, talk about how to um, create a, a space that is more inclusive and more diverse. That's a really important thing for us. Um, also on top of that, uh, and to answer your, your, the first, the question bef right before this one, we are going to try to have some videos accessible after the conference so that if people did not get to see a, a speaker, they can watch a video later. We, there will not be a video of the caucuses available. Unfortunately, not unfortunately, that's what co those are confidential spaces. Um, but otherwise, um, some of the things that we're doing to promote an anti-racist and diverse atmosphere, we are centering um, our speakers around people of color, trans people, queer people, um, and people who actually practice diaspora traditions. We have noticed throughout throughout the years that although I love our publishing companies and by our, I mean, our pagan and Wiccan and magical publishing companies, I think they do great work. I have absolutely grown in my practice because of it. And they are largely supporting white folks or people who do not practice a tradition through heritage, which there is nothing wrong with practicing a tradition um, that you learned or that you came to later in life and somebody and you've been initiated and you are coming with respect. That's great. We love that. Uh, I didn't grow up ceremonial magician. I didn't grow up Thelemite. Um, but 
we want to make sure that the voices of people who are shaping those communities, the voices of people who belong to those communities are being represented. And that's what we're doing with finding our speakers. Um, no, but that's, that, that is great. And thank you, Jonathan and Nameless, um, for just raising awareness that, you know, we as the white allies have a lot of work to do. Um, and even down to our publishing companies, as much as yes, they, you know, are really a lot of us have a lot of roots that come out of those books. Um, they teach us a lot as we grow. Um, but also just acknowledging that they do tend to center white voices. And we, we lose a lot of the, the, the traditional practices we lose, we just lose a lot out of that. And so it's it's great to um, that you guys will be bringing um, people on stage, uh, paying them for having their voices heard. It's that's wonderful. I'm so excited. So Friday culminates in a discord after party, including a virtual death cafe. Can can you tell us more about that? I'm just really curious. Yeah, so the Virtual Death Cafe is a place for people to come together to talk about death and confront their fear of death. It's really casual. Usually when it's in person, there's like a, a tea that's set out and a little tea offering and you all drink tea and eat some biscuits and talk about your fear of death, how death has come into your life, how death walks with you. Um, that's, that's wonderful. After a year that has been so hard on our hearts, and I know a lot of listeners know that I too have been had a year kind of full of grief. So um, it's great to see, again, the, 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 the dynamics of the conversations you guys are hosting this year just makes it really hard to, you know, not uh, sign up for as much as you can. Um, and again, we're going to talk about those tickets here in just a minute. But one of the other great features is the vendor portion of this event. And I was stunned at the inventive vendor floor that you guys have created for attendees. Can you tell us a little bit more about the vendor spaces, how attendees interact and what types of vendors they might find? Yeah, so the vendor space is going to be active on Saturday from 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. And we're using an application called GatherTown. So it's like an old school video game that you access through your web browser. So you don't have to download anything, but you get like a little avatar and they get to walk through this virtual world. And that's where all of our vendors are going to be. So you're going to see a little virtual shop where you can click on links and see their active goods. But then also you're going to be able to interact with other people who are in the virtual world. So you walk by somebody and their little face is going to pop up and you're going to be able to talk to them. It's pretty cute. I was so thrilled as a, um, a video gamer just to see that tie-in was really fun. Um, and I know like personally, I will be on the vendor floor as well. Um, I loved that you could also interact with your, um, you know, your patrons and those who are interested in your shop. So you can ask questions about products. Um, I also noticed that there was something called a reading floor. Do you want to speak more to that? Yes. So that is the one thing where we're still looking for people who want to do reading. So the reading floor is gonna be basically a little room where you get your own personal private space and you get to offer readings to the community. So you process your own payments. We don't take any cut. It's $20 for the whole eight hours to have that space. So we're looking for people who do tarot, runes, bone throwing, astrology charts, really any kind of reading that you wanna offer. All right. So advanced listeners, I hope you heard that. Love to have some of you participate, whether it's vendors or perhaps on that reading room floor. Um, so let's get to tickets. Tickets for this event are pay what you can. And I noticed they range anywhere from $25 to $75. A, what a steal. And it sounds like all these funds are going directly to support the event, its organizers and speakers. Um, so what's the best place way to find out more information and get signed up, purchase that ticket? 
Um, check out our registration page. You can check us out on Facebook, uh, Between the Veils Con and Between the Veils Community. Um, also, Between the Veils org um, will take you to our beautiful, fabulous website um, that has pictures of Nameless and myself, if you want to see who we are and why we're doing what we're doing. Um, and that will also take you to our registration page. You can look at the full program, which has amazing speakers. Like I can't stress how amazing the speakers we have found for this conference are and are going to be and how fun this this conference is, is going to be. I, I can't wait for it. And also we just had somebody donate specially 10 tickets so that if you don't have the funds, you can still attend. And if you want to have one of those tickets, just reach out to us by email between the con at gmail.com. Wow, thank you guys so much for making this accessible, diverse, inclusive, everything we would hope and want out of a con for our pagan community and, and magic-based communities. So thank you so much for being here today and I can't wait to see you at virtual at Between the Veils Con, the prelude, this May 21st, 22nd and 23rd. Get your tickets now. Oh, and grab some of that really cool Etsy merch. No lie, that graphic is awesome. A big thank you to our guests for today's roundtable, Jonathan Quant and Nameless from Between the Veils Board. Want to get to know more about these incredible folks? You can join them for a Between the Veils Board lunch on Saturday at 1.45 p.m. Pacific Standard Times during the Between the Veils Con. And The Pragmatic Pagan, yes, this podcast, will be going live from the vendor floor, which is open Saturday, 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. You can join me live via a Discord stage at selected times for free live meditations, an Ask Me Anything session, and so much more as we gather for three days of pagan celebration and learning at Between the Veils Con, The Prelude, this May 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. You can find more information about Between the Veils Con, including ticket links, on all the Pragmatic Pagan social media feeds, or visit them directly at betweentheveils.org. See you witches there. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Pragmatic Pagan. Find this podcast helpful? then please consider sharing this resource with others. As always, please reach out with any questions or stories you are willing to share and stay connected by joining me on Patreon or on social media. Links are in the bio. Oh, and don't forget, by following me for free on Patreon, you get access to podcast transcripts and other great free content. Thank you for listening. Until next time, merry meet, merry part, until we merry meet again. Mm-hmm.